I broke our brains. So we're just watching movies now. Hello and welcome to Angry Little Goats. I'm Eliza Skinner. And I'm back. Despite all the odds. <laughs> I was going to say, doing this under duress. Despite all the promises I made to everyone, <laughs> including myself. No, look, I'm happy to, you know, I'm happy to do it again. It's just a spooky time mini series, you know? Yeah. And, you know, look, why let, why, why <laughs> let my own insecurities about what may or may not be quote unquote cringe uh, get in the way of me making content that people were perfectly happy to listen to. Oh yeah, everything's cringe. You can't not be cringe. I know, and I feel like once I just accept that, that'll be me at my mo- at my least cringe in I, decades, yeah. probably, or at least. Yeah. You'll you know. become some sort of anime style fighter, like lifted up by a beam of light, a handful of magical cards. Um, uh, I have a print that my friend Olivia, she's a, a cartoonist made that's a chillest girl in the world. And it's just a skeleton with a glass of wine in front of it with a smoking a cigarette. And that's my little reminder to not worry about being cringe because, yeah, you can chill yourself, chill yourself to death anyway. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if we were it's it's kind of the, it's like I can be cringe if I'm doing it ironically, because then I'm like, it's not cringe because I know it's cringe. Oh, OK. So we'll just say that that's what this is. I don't know because we're going to be doing it sincerely. It, the The whole problem is to like to do something ironically requires so much work yeah. and like so much effort. Yeah, because you can't just come in and be like, "Oh, who cares?" Because that's the worst. Yeah, that's like somebody taking themselves seriously about not taking themselves seriously. This is this is an extension of a conversation you and I had on your balcony. So <laughs> that makes it I'm sound so sure. much more uh, well, urban say, than it is. It's a I'll porch. Say, uh, uh, this thematically ties in a little bit mm-hmm. with the movie because I will say, <laughs> I did start laughing. The movie starts, and I'm like, you know, if you were unfamiliar with Elvira, you would be like, what the fuck is this? Okay, uh, we gotta introduce what all of this is. Yes, we are a little bit back. We're doing four episodes, spooky, is, spooky also, movies. Also, sorry for interrupting, oh, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> It is it is funny that we were kind of talking about this and we were talking about doing this because we were like, we're so bored. There is like nothing to do with the fucking strike. <laughs> yeah. And we are recording this the day after they have announced a deal for the, the writers. Within 24 hours of it having been announced, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to be watching, uh, doing four episodes, four spooky movies. Mm hmm. We would say horror, but I picked the first movie, and it is not horror. This first movie that we watched and we'll be discussing today is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, the 1988 film made by Cassandra Peterson and her crew featuring her character Elvira on a madcap romp. Um. So, do you know a lot about this movie? Have you seen, I know, have you seen yeah, it before? I had seen it before. I didn't see it. I, the first time I saw it was a few years ago. When I was a kid, I wanted to ask you. I know you hadn't seen it before, correct? No, no, I okay. Hadn't. When did you first become familiar with Elvira? What is your history with the concept of Elvira? So, have there been multiple Elvira movies? Yeah, there's a cut. There's a few, there, and there's definitely been a lot of like TV projects. Because I 
feel like I when I was a child, maybe I'm wrong, or maybe they just, I mean, I would have been a child when this came out. When I have a very distinct memory of my parents having come home from being out, and I'm young, like, like, like 16, 17. Yes. Uh, yes, we're both now 72. So that counts as young now. Uh, it, it's like one of the only memories I retain from that period of my life, but it is just of my mother. And I'm positive she's talking about Elvira and I'm positive they'd been to a movie and she was talking about how disappointed all the men were that her tits had not flown out of her top. And I don't even remember it. What specific scene? Well, it could have been my earliest. That's my, that's my earliest introduction to Elvira. It could have been this movie because her tits don't fly out. They seem to be taped into the dress in some sort of physics uh, defying way. I would, uh, I mean, it doesn't work on flesh and fabric, but like, I would say they must've used like plastic cement or something. Yeah. No, you can tape, you can tape, yeah, I know you titties just... to address and a, yeah. or address to titties. Um, yeah, when I was a kid, I was kind of scared of Elvira in the same way that I was scared of Kiss because um, <laughs> they just seemed too spooky. Yeah, um, and I associated her with like, like I don't know, Budweiser posters of like hot chicks and Kathy Ireland, whatever. Or I was like. I, this is about sex. This is not for me. I, especially as a little kid, I found sexy lady stuff uh, stressful. And I'd be like, oh, God, how am I I'm supposed to do that? I don't understand what how you do any of this stuff. This yeah. is this seems like a lot of work. I am. Um, um, I was just uncomfortable with sex, particularly in front of my parents, to the point where well, I hope so. I mean, were well, you having a lot like, of sex in front well, of your parents? One time we were. We were watching an episode of the uh, S- S- Strange Science. Was that the movie? Weird Science? Weird Science. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Too formal. Um, yeah. Uh, it was an episode of the Weird Science television show. And mm-hmm. uh, they were talking about sex so much that I got so uncomfortable. I went into our guest bedroom and just started sliding the closet door open and closed because I didn't know <laughs> what else. To do. I still feel uncomfortable when I watch a movie in front of my pa- when it'll just be like, sitting in their living room, just me and one or, or both parents and something sexy starts happening on whatever movie we're watching. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. What do I ever do? I don't I, ever do something when I watch the movie and this is, but now I'm so aware of it. Yeah. What is my mouth doing? It's, it's like having somebody be like, Hey, what do you do with your arms when exactly? <laughs> uh, yeah. I just move them. I think, um, <laughs> Yeah, I realize in my descent into spinsterdom, this is one of the things that I'm like, ooh, should I get this checked out? I have become very, um, very annoyed by the sound of kissing and sex things in movies. If I can hear them kissing, I'm like, like, so you're like, um, you're like a reverse ASMR person. Well, but they don't. I, yes, I guess. It, I, think, I believe the term is misophonia. Oh, okay. Um, uh, which also sounds like uh, Jar Jar Banks uh, to giving his reason for getting into comedy. Um, wait, wait me, what is the term? Misophonia. Why, why is that his reason for getting into comedy? Because he's so funny. Oh, oh, I would see. To me, misophonia seems it like being like, like Jar Jar, you just never... 
you just can't ever enjoy any of your success. Why not? And then it would be misophonia, you know, because he's a phony. He's got like imposter oh. Yeah. I thought I was thinking maybe you were going to say that it was it was like Jar Jar Binks. You can't ever enjoy any of these movies we watch. You're you're so distracted. What are you What are you even looking at? Oh. He would say misophonia. Sure, sure, sure. Or if um, uh, <laughs> somebody somebody was like, uh, "Hey, Jar Jar, how what how do you refer to?" Um, I mean, this is kind of, um, this is kind of playing off yours, but uh, how do you refer to um, your uh, phone in your native country of Italy? <laughs> yeah. 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 Any of those things. Um, yeah. Weak, if I'm being honest. No, the, the, yeah, just the, but I think with ASMR, I don't think there's no ASMR of people like just kissing the microphone. Dude, yes. They, they like blow, everything. they talk. They want every, there's, um, uh, there's, uh, <laughs> the like only, I think she's the, she was the only woman in the top 10 most popular streamers on Twitch. Um, and, uh, she would like lick the microphone a lot was like one of her things for a while. It's just this woman, uh, Amaranth, I think is her name. She's, they've written about her on Jezebel a few times. It's some sort of like, I don't know. Well, it's congrats kind of, to her. It's it's one of those things where it's like something spirals so out of control where you're like, I don't even know who the joke on is on <laughs> here. Is it on the like creeps who watch her for four hours? Just sit People say they, they really, they really go for it. That like, and I mean, I have friends who are like, yep, you put that stuff on and I am, I feel it at the back of my brain and I'm like, great for me, kissing specifically hearing kissing in a movie is the same as hearing someone eat soup in the same office as me. It's all kiss it. It's the like sort of like puckering on puckering or is it like the wetness? That it's comes the wetness. Like, it's okay. like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, back to Elvira. Yeah. Um, I I saw this movie the first time a few years ago and was like, where has this movie been all my life? I love it. It's so stupid, but fun and committed. Uh, it's very of the late 80s uh, comedy character genre. You know, your, your Pee Wee's Big Adventure, your Ernest movies, the whole oeuvre yeah. of Ernest movies. Um, so yeah, I, I love it. Uh, and I, but I feel like if I had seen it as a kid, it would have convinced me that, um, it would have made me feel a, like I, it was a lot more okay to be sexy and, and be pretty while being funny. Mm. But it also would have convinced me even more that, um, girls can do anything boys can do, which I was pretty convinced of. Um, and that was a shocking realization of how untrue that was once I came into the actual adult world. So it's probably good. <laughs> it's probably good that I didn't see this as a kid because I would have been like, what the hell? Yeah, it. Um, you know, when people they say it a lot about like Blazing Saddles, but they'll be like, oh, you, you couldn't make that today. Couldn't. Yeah. Um, or like, <laughs> I saw somebody being like, oh, people are so sensitive. Couldn't even publish Lolita today. It's like you couldn't publish it back then. No, nobody would publish it. That's a part of its whole deal. Well, but I'm also, like, like, like nobody imprint. has, no one has read Lolita like with their full brains from the way that people talk about it. Lolita, like on the first page, he's like, "Well, I am a convicted maniac. I am a crazed person." Anyway, here's my love story with a child. Like you're supposed to know through the whole book, yes. this guy's yeah, yeah. bananas but and like, bad. But that's kind of their whole thing, where they're like, they're like, it doesn't matter if the point is it's bad. You couldn't, 
you know, people are too sensitive to get the satire or whatever. And I've always like rolled my eyes, but I genuinely think this is the rare movie where I'm like 100%, they would never make that. They would never be willing to make that today because they just will not make movies this stupid anymore. What? I'm not in a bad way. It's, it's a total, it's a value, um, uh, neutral judgment. It is a fundamentally stupid movie. It's so stupid. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like, yeah, it's like vaudeville jokes, but, but vaudeville jokes delivered like they respect us, you know? Yeah. Like they don't, they're not spoon feeding it to us. Yeah, I think she is better at delivering jokes than Ryan Reynolds, uh, which is kind of my bar because I don't think he's very funny. And um, wait, you're not part of this whole like male all men love Ryan Reynolds thing? Christ, no. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he's like he's like if Bill Maher was hot. That's the tone he jokes. Yeah, just like smarmy, like mm, okay. Um, uh, I I think um, I I think Cassandra Peterson is uh, like the the more. <laughs> The the more the joke is like she has to deliver like jokey jokey over the top. I think she's not as good at it. But when the joke is just her very deadpan delivering an insanely like when when she orders a Bloody Mary and they're like, (laughs) don't serve alcohol after 8 p.m. Would you would you like a virgin? She goes, "Uh, I'll have a couple drinks first. It's like that that she excels at. To just deliver something unbelievably stupid in total earnest. Yeah, exactly. Look, it's, I just, it's a movie. It's, it's like, I, I just don't think there's a lot in the movie to really, and this also descends into my whole, how much, like, you know, podcast talking about movies. How many oh times? Oh my God. But I mean, like, how many times do you well, listen? You're fucking here now. Will. How many times do you listen to you're talk about now. the movie? And you're like, what great insight. It's like so rare. So this was the kind of um, the battle I was waging in my head about, like, what is there to really say? Like, like, what are you going to sum up the plot of this movie? Like, what? what, I mean, I could tell you things about it. I could tell you that that beginning, that black and white beginning was a vestigial of when she was trying to write it as uh, uh, the Wizard of Oz. And that was her version of we're in Kansas was showing the movie. And then we get into the Oz of her actual world. But no, no, yeah. We'll just be worried about the cringe. Let's talk about you it's, then, Will. How, what have you been doing for the past? How long has it been since no, we've done this? What, it, it, six it, years, 20? How, what have you been even, doing? Anything? Been Will about, got married. This he put on a bandana. Being like, being like cringy. It's just like, just like watching it. I just, I just was like, and you know, it, it also is like a relief. It's a, it's, it's a relief to watch a movie and at that like between 60 to 70 or 60 to 80 minute mark, nowhere in there did the movie suddenly change gears and be like, oh, but she's genuinely sad now. And aren't you like, yeah, she it, she describes the character as a as a chauvinist and she fucking sticks to it. And I love that. Yeah. I love that she's like, look, what I'm really concerned about is getting my money and my hunk. Oh. Yeah, what did I? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yes. And that ties into watching it. I was like, I was like, I just don't think, I don't think anyone will ever synthesize so perfectly a a character designed to make as many men as possible horny while watching them. Because just like, because it, you know, obviously she has giant tits, uh, but she also loves 
absolute trash, like just absolute garbage is the kind of media that Elvira is always talking about. And also she herself is very horny, <laughs> but not for the type of guy who's like sort of like sad enough to like, you know, maybe at some point jack off to Elvira. Uh, she's only horny for the kind of guy who would bully those men. And she in turn also bullies those kinds of men throughout the movie. I mean, and that's what those guys really want. Well, but, is a wait, woman but wait a minute. Like a little woman. I would, I would, I would adjust that a little bit. I think that it's not that, that like the, her love interest in this Bob, um, absolute himbo. And mm. I don't think he, abs- he would never bully anybody. He's very sweet. He's just purely only hunk. All he, there's no, character or personality besides being a hunk and i feel like that is the the mirror image of the you know the other way around like if you had a male chauvinist it would just be hot girl it wouldn't yes. be then uh, but i was wondering i was like is this for for dudes like like in watching it i was like is elvira's audience men because i definitely thought that it was when i thought she was just a poster now that I know she's like making puns and making fun of people's dicks and stuff, I'm like, ah, that seems to me she's for the ladies. Yeah, I think she was always marketed for men. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously not familiar with the marketing during Elvira's heyday. But um, I, I mean, but I think it's a lot like uh, I think it's a lot like horror movies in general, where I'm sure the intention was mainly for men and they just sort of didn't anticipate the way uh uh women would get extremely into it i think if they if this movie came out now you it would feel like it's for children honestly but with a lot of horniness yeah tonally for for kids that was another kind of odd thing to me you you can't be you can't be horny in a children's thing anymore because a bunch of proud boys will show up and throw like bricks through. I mean, I'm okay. Okay. With less horniness and kids that I, I just, uh, yeah, I was surprised thinking that adults would have gone to the movies to see this, like your parents apparently on a parents night out may have done. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised that men would, cause men are, you know, pretty like it, 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 the, 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 all the like teen boys in this, it's it's as if they just got guys off the street and were just like just behave how you would normally in well, a that, like this. They pretty much did. So when she was, <laughs> when she, they they didn't have the teens were in addition from this was produced by NBC. Um, uh, Brandon Tartikoff was a big Elvira fan, um, and when they turned in the script, the the NBC development people were like, "It needs teens. Teens won't go see it if there aren't teens in the movies. Put a bunch of teens in it." So they wrote in that whole teen subplot. Yeah. Yeah, that's um that's not surprising. Uh also the wow, bombed. Um also my only other thing in a classic fashion, I just think the ending goes on a little long, you know. Yeah, she really fought for that ending, for that they they the studio again was like, We don't have the money for the for you to end up in Vegas. And she was like, We have to go to Vegas. Oh, see, that's fine. I'm fine with the musical number. I think that's a good, like, and it's interesting because now watching it, I'm like, God, this is just like that whole period in the the 2000s where every comedy or it felt like so many comedies were ending with like dance numbers and stuff like like they all took a cue from 40 year old virgin. I mean, the actual like 
like magic laser battle with the guy. Yeah. Uh, when she throw, just throws the shoe at the guy and it uh, pierces his eye. I was like, I would have been fine if that had just killed him right there. That's like, I like a nice quick punctuation death in a comedy like this. I always have a problem with final battles. They they're, always they're never bore good. me. They're, yeah. I have literally fallen asleep in multiple final battles, like uh, Marvel movies I fell asleep in Doctor Strange, the final battle in um, in Wonder Woman, that first Wonder Woman. Oh, my God. Conked right out. I mean, I got a lot of problems with that movie. Um, if, the notion that there were good guys and bad guys in World War One. Give me a break. Um, uh, but so I'll, and it's funny when you said that, because I remember when I saw Captain America Silver Civil War, I was like, God, what a bloated movie. But it is one of the only one of those movies with an ending that is uh if not exciting has an emotional impact because it is about the dynamics between the three guys fighting it's not just a group of like black character. panther final uh, battle in black panther that's yes. that's got Although, a whole emotional thing it also though has uh, a million identical cgi things running around yes it does seem like i'm watching a cartoon but those cartoons do struggle with who is the <laughs> Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? You yeah. abandoned me as a family member, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah, it um, it uh, yeah, it's so rare for a final battle because it is. And they also they go on forever, like forever. They'll go on for so long in movies like that. And here it's not like it was so bad, like or so long. But it it's just, you know, at a certain point, you're kind of like, yeah, but did I need all this? I get that you're trying to hit, you know, 130, but. Yeah, money is is totally fine. So, um, I'm serious though. Well, looping back, mm -hmm. what have you been doing in the last six years or so? Oh, come on. What? Uh, you know, I got married. Um, I don't know. You know, I got. Um, I was waiting. I was waiting to get the most recent. Uh, most recent booster because I was waiting for the Novavax one to come out, but it, it's it not happening. Not out. And it was I, it was stupid. I was stupid. I should have just gotten the other one right away. Um, because now I gotta fly and I gotta be back in Canada and then I gotta fly again. So you're still Canadian. Still Canadian. I haven't uh, renounced that. That would be bad because I'm not a U.S. citizen. So that would make me stateless. A like mm, persona like, non grata. Yes, I'd be like the guy from the terminal or a woman I know who was born in a trailer uh, because her parents were in a cult and every witness to her birth is now dead. So she can't get a birth certificate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she she has like a social security number and everything in the United States. That feels States. like that should be a superpower. That feels they, like they, you should be like, like invisible on paper then. I mean, she is... It wouldn't be, I'm sure that's a factor in the fact that I've never met anyone in my life who simply just like does not give a shit uh, uh, more than she does. Like this is just a, a woman who is completely unfazed by almost everything. So maybe that ties into it. Maybe that's a factor. Mm -hmm. I don't know. See, this is look, it's it's, you know, as 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 many whatever, however shallow I might think the 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 movie is in terms of how deep you can get into it my life is is um, way worse my life okay. makes it look like Loch Ness you know well back to the movie then um <laughs> take all that out Aristotle no you leave it in take I, it out Aristotle um 
Uh, I was I was happy to see um I, I also the only actor I think the only actor in no I recognized one of the women in this but I didn't know her name Edie McClure probably but I was happy to see Kurt Fuller in it but he was is that Jeff Conway he's the realtor oh yes yeah 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 Jeff Conway is also in it he's in a really weirdly small part Jeff Conway who was in Taxi and he played Kanicki in Greece. He's one of the thugs that she pours, uh, she pours soda in his lap. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, also, uh, so the, the, the two things that I don't think would fly these days, um, she also really did not uh, try to sell it very hard. Uh, when she said, uh, I cut you, Meng, um, I just don't think, uh, that would, she goes, I cut you, man, but she says it with like, you know, she does like the, the most half-hearted sort of like cholo accent. Oh attempt. boy. Yeah. And also were were men, you know, you watch comedies from the 80s uh up into even like the early 90s. And 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 in the 70s as well. And it, and it it always makes me wonder were men really peeping on women while they changed? this much it happens in every movie so it has to be true i i I can't tell if it is a real thing or if it was one of if or or if it was like one of those things a movie did and it was like haha what a like funny way to get some tits in the comedy i do feel like peeping was a part of my uh worldview as a kid in the same way that quicksand and vanishing cream were yes that like these yeah. are all very prevalent things look out for them they're everywhere oh i didn't know you were concerned about all three of them <laughs> well i mean i wasn't like concerned but it was like you're gonna you're gonna come across these things you're, yeah you just are yeah you know? they're they're grown-up so things but they're everywhere so prevalent in in pop culture and the scenes are like ex- always exactly the same like uh up until the sort of like final gag but yeah i i, I the guys peeping and like watching her change and um the the one of them takes a picture like takes a polaroid and the flash goes off and morality aside i just don't think anybody could miss people peeping into three heads like all up like this well, but peeping remember it's people. nighttime and there's lights on inside and not outside so she probably couldn't see that i am i am maybe i am just uh i don't know maybe i'm i'm losing my you- mind did I'm I constantly I had... seeing things in the way. Like I'm constantly looking and nothing. Well, is that, there. yeah, that's, so I don't that's know how scenario. I could actually miss something. I, I had to talk to my neighbors about their teen sons because uh, they, I was like, Hey, it's maybe time to have that discussion with your, with your sons <laughs> about how, when the lights are on inside at night and it's dark out, everybody can see what's happening inside because their bedroom window overlooks my porch so if i'm outside i just see like shirtless teens and sometimes they have their girlfriends over and stuff and i'm like ah ah." i've had i've had guests over before who've been like is that a naked teen and i'm like just don't look just don't look at them (laughs) look away come over here you can't see it as well in this side um but that's uh, but i remember learning that as a kid myself and they said that to my neighbor when I said I was like I remember you know my mom had to tell me <laughs> you gotta close the window at night Eliza because <laughs> everybody can see in there yeah you know it's one thing if you're 
just running in real quick. But if you're strolling around like that, uh, yeah, taking off your uh, your lingerie outerwear. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I see. Right, like in the movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no, I, not these talking kids. Talking about one of these teens' girlfriends. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh no, no, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I have, <laughs> I have not watched enough to see what's happening it's just that's the other thing you're sitting there you're watching them it takes no. them forever <laughs> just like ah they're there one time though one time it was a bunch of teens and they i i think they had their shirts on but i was going out and getting my laundry and it was all, a bunch of boys and one of them made fun of me <laughs> yelled out the window was like i can't remember what they said but it was like oh nice pajamas or something and i was like hey <laughs> realized oh i'm the creepy witchy old lady in the neighborhood they're the cool teens i uh, take that me the worst the worst dog sitting job i ever had uh i was it was at like a compound um i almost said the uh the the corner of which two streets it's on i'm not allowed to legally i'm not allowed to do that um my god was it chrissy teigen and john legend no but um i can tell you afterwards it was like the sibling of um very notable Angelino. Um, but uh, right before she left, the Hollywood she, sign. She was like, <laughs> um, she was like, uh, she was like, so you just need to worry about these two dogs, Rambo, who was like the little dog. She was like, my daughter's just gonna watch Rambo, and I was like, oh, where's she going? She was like, nowhere. She's staying here. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay, so I'm gonna be sharing your home with your daughter who could be anywhere between 16 and i don't know 19 or or 20 and you know i'd be in like the kitchen just like watching something on my laptop trying to do what i get whatever She'd done be like uh, stuck in the dryer yes uh boy you know <laughs> you gotta I, be I careful you gotta be ca your elbows just they lock once you get yeah. in there She's like, stop, help, I'm stuck in the dryer. And then like her eyes are cro crossed and her tongue is sticking out. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, please, I'm too old. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then she, that night, and I, I was staying there. I was, I was married to my first wife at the time and uh, staying at the house. And at one point she left and I was like, oh, fuck, thank God. Um, but then Rambo, the dog, was just kind of like wandering around aimlessly. She did not say like, oh, oh. can you keep my or she left and then later she came back with like eight of her friends and uh, I called my wife and I was like, you got to come over here. This is <laughs> I'm outnumbered. Yes. Like, I don't like this. This is too fucking weird. You got to come over. And um, when yeah, she I was scared to go out on the porch after that, that teen made fun of me. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I didn't know if they were going to make fun of me or like throw I don't know, food. I don't know what I was afraid of, but I just was like, there's just like too many. Honestly, it was the type of thing where it's like, I, I, I it, it just, and also too, I was like, what if she's not supposed to do this? And then her mom is going to come home and be like, did she have people over? And I, then now I'm in the precarious situation of being like, do I snitch? Do I not say anything? Um, But uh, nobody asked because they're, they're so rich, they have a full-size tennis court in their backyard. As well can as buy a new kid if this one gets messed up. Yes, I mean, they had an outdoor kitchen. It was like a full kitchen in their backyard that's just, like, covered. Uh, I don't understand. I mean, that is, like, one of those rich people things that I'm like, come on. You can't walk five you feet. Run, you just run out of stuff. And it's, too, the kitchen... Yeah, yeah, you're not keeping a pantry outside with it. Uh... 
I don't, I don't know. It's the same way. Um, I, I also discovered walking dogs that at a certain point you get so rich, your house is just always having work done on it. Like you just always are having yeah. contract. Same thing with your house. face. <laughs> Got <it>. Sing. <laughs> um, Truth to power. But that seems, but that seems less annoying because it's not like a, you just always have like different surgeons hanging around. Oh yeah. Yeah. Face. It's not disrupting breakfast every single day in the same way for your whole family. Yeah, like, like, is it such a problem? You have to like you just the the kitchen island was so bad you just couldn't take a break from having work done. And- I think it prob- it's probably like just not addressing some sort of sexual issues. Is Elvira Mistress of the Dark for boys or girls? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is it a good Halloween movie? Does this uh is would this fulfill your requirements of spooky Halloween movie? So I do find the idea of men spying on <laughs> women to be bone chilling because that's usually how, um, but not boner chilling. Huh? Um, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I'm that's sorry. why it was so I'm scary sorry to me. About that. Take that out of Aristotle. No, leave it in. That's why it was scary to me is because I found it so highly erotic that I was like, Oh no, the darkness lies within all of us is what I'm learning. Is there, <laughs> Is there anything more more terrifying than realizing what all men are truly capable of at the end of the day? Wow, yeah. I mean, it is. It seems kind of Dickensonian, um, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think Dickensian. Yeah. Uh, D- Dickensonian. Yeah. For I, I <laughs> went along with it. I went along with it to not be rude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like um, New York's <sighs> huge museum for Charles Dickens. Um, <laughs> Uh, Dickinsonian. Um, it would be like Emily Dickinson, Dickinsonian instead of Charles Dickens. Yeah, Dickensian. Like, hey, Jar Jar Binks, how are but you? Really, it's more Poish. Poish. Um, it's Polish is how you say okay. it. Okay. Um, because it's a stupid thing to say. Uh, <laughs> hitting them. That's that's for Ukraine. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm still being a little topical. Still a little sure. topical. Yeah, 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 through. yeah. Did you see? Did you hear about that that Ukraine thing that happened in Canada? Uh, oh, dude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Where of course, I heard the, about the Ukrainian vet. Of course, I heard about. Yeah, of to, course. I, to what was it? Canada Congress. What did they have? Parliament. Congress, stop it. It was yeah. It was um yeah. It was uh the the head of the head of parliament had everyone stand up and give a uh, round of applause to a man who quote fought the soviets in world war ii now unless that guy's name is ukrainian in- a ukrainian vet yes a veteran a ukrainian who fought, veteran who fought the soviet union and it's like if they fought the soviet union and they are not <laughs> extremely obviously finished yeah, do you like remember, we all know we had, a, they fought for. We, we had like a different view on the soviets at that specific time they were not on the team they're on right now and it all he's a nazi everybody give a round of applause for this nazi and it it, the other thing too is people were trying to be like well look we don't have time for me to there are there are (laughs) there are a lot of ukrainians in canada a lot of the ukrainian uh, nazis moved to canada (laughs) after the war so they have monuments up to the people who fought, but it's like, it's like, yeah, you fought for independence, but also the unit you fought in explicitly was like a far right that was fighting not just for an independent Ukraine, Wait. but a, a, an independent, racially homogenous Ukraine. Wait, there are, there are a lot of statues and monuments to Ukrainian yeah, Nazis in Canada? 
Yeah, Toronto and Edmonton have them. Why? Specific unit. At a certain point, one stops thinking that statues and monuments are the sign of a good thing. Like, at a certain point, it's like, oh, we... we make those as markers of terrible people of the past. Yeah. Like they're just always bad. It, um, yeah, there have been, historically speaking, there have been so few people worthy of memorializing like that, that it's like, we just shouldn't, we should just go fully abstract. Yeah, pretty much just, just that like, mermaid in, uh, in Copenhagen. Yeah. Or it's like, Ooh, a, a book in a tornado. It's so open to interpretation. <laughs> my mind, my mind is like the book just being spun around in a thought tornado. <laughs> But so this um, uh, this movie does it for you as far as uh, well. Uh, also, let me say uh, also um, the foreign minister. Uh, I think she's the foreign minister, Chris Chris Christina. Um, hold on. Uh, okay, so I, look, you've done this. This is your fault, uh, Christy of Freeland. <laughs> Christy of Freeland. Her grandfather was a Christy nun. of Freeland. Is that like Tom of Finland? <laughs> Um, no, because what land is truly free? Wow. Wow. He's, that's it. He's enraged and uncaged now. (laughs) (laughs) The political Um, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going full season two of prison break where the prison (laughs) is America. Um, Whoa. The the, The prison is the mind of an American raised in this system. That's that's my favorite piece of press for any television show ever, where when they were promoting season two of Prison Break, because they'd broken out of the prison, they were like, then America is the metaphorical prison. And it's like, what kind of brain genius was like, I've got it. I've, I've got a good <laughs> excuse for how this show is no longer about well, a prison what's, But what's great is you know that there was conversation about that. So even if that is what they landed on, there had to have been some point in time when they're like, okay, what if it turns out there was a bigger prison around the prison that they broke out of? Oh, yeah. It, we can it, beat it, this idea. We can beat this idea. That's what it should have been. It should have turned out it was in the future and the, wherever they were was itself its own. Oh, prison. like a prison planet. Yes. It's like imagine the prison in Manhattan in Escape from New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. That's what it should have been. Um, yeah. You should hop in that time machine and go back and tell them. So, Tom of Finland did what? Uh, um, Chrissy of Freeland. She, her, I believe, grandfather was a Nazi collaborator who published like um, an anti-Semitic newsletter. Uh, he, uh, he's also Ukrainian. Um, and the way they have just tried to be like, oh, it wasn't that anti-Semitic, or like, oh, he had to. It's the same this this um this veteran they also the unit he was a member of one year ago um uh Zelensky and some other Ukrainian ministers specifically came out and denounced the unit because they were having a march So did they the- just not look him up at all they were just Z- like Zelensky is himself Jewish <laughs> so that's a part of the reason <laughs> Yeah they had him stand up and applaud a a, a Nazi <laughs> But I mean, oh, they just didn't look up the that that Nazi at all. They were just I, like, you have you have an old uniform, right? Dude, Show up. It's it's they know they just weren't thinking oh. because the country went through all this shit when Christia Freeland became the um the uh, uh, foreign minister because of her grandfather and everybody being like, this guy was a fucking Nazi collaborator, and then trying to be like, he had to, he yeah. had to do it, and as well, so the the. Liberals are, they are historically insanely corrupt. And I mean, listen, what are the Democrats any better? What, two centers? Have, I'm not, this I'm not. This feels like AI generated Will Weldon. Come on. 
I'm really obsessed with this Bob Menendez thing. <laughs> but he was like, he was like the trauma of the Cuba fleeing the Cuban Revolution is why I have four hundred and fifty thousand yeah, dollars stashed. I, in cash. That's that's one of those like fleeing the Cuban Revolution. Uh, those are not the people. The people who fleed it are the the people who had tons and tons of money. Like that's also his family did not flee the revolution he was born in new york five years before the revolution they just immigrated to america just because and or they they saw the writing on the wall and were like oh yeah our our money's probably safer here he's such and it also it doesn't account for the gold bars it doesn't account for the fact that his last uh bribery uh trial he was he did not he was not found innocent it was this canadian nazi back here because because the liberals in Canada are so corrupt, but they've they've fallen so far from their once political might. And I tweeted this, but truly, oh, the, the so last, it's already been vetted. The last liberal party, like under Jean Chrétien, their last longtime leader, he would have knifed this fucking guy in the back so quick. The second they realized what the speaker had done, they would have just been like. Hello, bus system. We'd like your biggest bus moving as fast as possible. And they would have just hucked that guy in front of it immediately. Uh, but now it's like, I, I mean, I, look, I don't know how you it's it, it ties into the the fact in the good old days, you would have kept your job when you had all of Parliament applaud for a Nazi. Um, well, it's just like I think I, it's a good I, Halloween movie. <laughs> I think it's everything is so about image now and people feel are worried about being associated with somebody else's image rather than be like what just happened is bad let's that that, let's unequivocally say that um and yeah i think it is a good halloween movie i like i like a campy spooky romp and this one delivers i think think that i think people's bar for what elvira is is lower than it should be oh yeah I'm only, I truly, I've never seen Elvira before. I'm only familiar with Cassandra Peterson because she was a talking head. Oh, no. Have you, have you watched um, the, the In Search of Darkness? Um, it's like a mini series on Shudder. The episodes are like four out, th- there are three volumes. They're each four hours long. And it's like a documentary, but it's just like. It's- Is it about the, the murder that she witnessed? No, no. She witnessed a murder when she lived on in in my neighborhood. <laughs> that's uh, she witnessed a murder and was like first on the scene and was like cradling the woman as the murderer walks up and is like, "Hey, how is she okay?" And Cassandra's like, "Uh, uh no, I don't think so." And the guy takes off his bloody glove and like throws. Was the was the murder victim um someone coming from uh Harold Knight who refused to give up their wallet? <laughs> No, this was before the UCB. It was before she was even Elvira. She was just a groundling. I had started reading her memoir before we decided to watch this, but I did skip around to find um, uh, relevant parts. We decided to to watch this about four days ago, so I'm not super surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But yeah, when she's like, yeah, so there I was in my apartment on Eliza Street, and I'm like, what? Um. Wow, yeah, that's, it was apparently very traumatizing. She was like the only witness. Oh, and then the guy, a lot of weird stuff happened with it. She, the way this book is written, she's like, here's the story um, that I'm supposed to tell you. Well, you decide if it's true. Um, well, like 
like this. She's like, they said that this guy was a drifter and just happened to kill a bunch of people. But also he worked for this company that the city was having problems with and the people that he killed had working for the city and blah, blah, blah. So stuff like that. Not great. Um, mm-hmm. L.A., baby. Uh, oh boy. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a good early Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Or or it's a good first movie in a series of movies because it really is like nothing. <laughs> As we have used it. There's yeah, there's no or I mean, like if you're watching like a few movies in one night, like, oh, God. The yeah, night... you can't break out Ernest Scared Stupid at the beginning of the night. You'll get too scared. There are there are families in my neighborhood with kids, but they all live on like the, the street that we sort of intersect with. And they clearly walk south instead of our weird thing where it is all all like modern sort of so hipster. You get no yuppie, I bought a bag of candy one year and just said I was she came home and she's like, this is one of the most pathetic sights I've ever seen because I had eaten like half the thing. I was just sitting there, and when she walked in, the first thing I said was, "No one, <laughs> no one came." Yeah, but I, I watched up a bunch of in my neighborhood, and I had a friend with a kid, like a, two blocks away, and so I was like, "Well, this year, I, I got to be a part of the rotation." And no, there's like a there was like a tiny section of houses, and all the kids did that, and then were exhausted, and so I was sitting around with a with a bag of candy for nothing. Yeah, it's young kids get tired quick, and once they get older, I think it really is in the culture here to like go to specific neighborhoods. Because my friend Brian told me he's like, he's like my kids, his kids are like six and four, and he's like, I already know where they're giving out full bars. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, for a while there, it was really depressing when people it would just be stores. Do you remember that era? I feel like in the aughts, pretty much, or the the two thousands. Kids were trick or treating I mean, at local businesses mostly oh yeah, because I, I am, people I didn't people didn't trust the the regular human neighbors, um, so they would take them to businesses instead. It feels like taking your dog around and getting treats. Yeah, um, yeah, it. Uh, yeah, that's insanely depressing. Uh, this this is a but I so that night I watched like three or four movies in oh, a right. row, and this would be a good one to start with. I think I started with. John Carpenter's The Fog that night, which is also a bit Oof. of a low impact movie. Yeah, uh, but not a fan. No, but I I feel like uh uh it, it's it's not a romp. No, 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 no romps. I'm not a romper. Um, <laughs> I'm not something children wear to play in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not something you own forty five of. I believe. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Those are jumpsuits. Uh, they have full oh, yeah. legs. Yeah, for for all those all those all those uh, jumps you're always making. Yeah. Uh, you you love to you just love to descend out of a cargo plane. Every time somebody compliments one of my jumpsuits, I always say, "Uh, yeah, it's great. You just one zipper, and I'm all dressed." And people <laughs> still fight me on if I'm neurodivergent or not. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say that. Really, people compliment you, and you say, "Yeah, it's great. It's just one zipper, and I'm all dressed." And then they like their friend has to wrestle the gun out of their mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's not a cool reply. I don't need to do it once, let alone every single time. But oh. the words keep jumping right out of my mouth. Uh, I did. I did look. Now, I might have missed one, but I do think the first scare is not until 31 minutes. It's not a into scary the movie. movie. It's No, not- but there's still a few jumps. There's a good one about an hour in. 
uh, when she's making dinner. No other details. We have spoiled. Here's the other thing I will say, because all these things, it's always like, obviously, if you're listening to this episode and want to see the movie, watch, pause the episode, watch the movie. You could listen to this whole thing and then go watch the movie. We have spoiled oh, yeah. nothing, nothing about this. Well, I just, just don't think there's a lot to spoil. It's, it's a, it's a, I was going to say it's a pistache, but that's not the word. Um, it's, uh, it's not a panache either. A, a pastiche? Yes. Thank you. You know, like pastiche. the nut, <laughs> pisticio. Um, it's that it's a, it's a, it's a pastiche of, of the, the experience of the movie. Is this an experience you would want yeah. to have? As the kids would say, it's about, I think the it's vibes. about the vibes and it's also, it's got, you know, it's got some good jokes in it. And it's giving as the kids would say. Okay. Well, let's not go crazy. I don't want to, <laughs> I can't be, I can't be saying things are good. Yes. Elvira is giving cunt. I don't know. Is that the, I've seen that a few times. Uh, um, um, she's a little bit to the, the, the goons in the bar. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's funny. And also I must reiterate, I hate in movies, I hate in movies when they want me to suddenly pretend as if I am emotionally invested in the well-being of the characters. Like that was a thing. Uh, um, uh, fuck. A uh, hot rod never does it. Hot rod never expects that of me. Uh, Barb, uh, Bar- Barb, Barb and Star, Barb and Star never expect me to be genuinely like. And it's like you're fond of the characters, yeah. but you're not. Like, oh no, they're not friends right now. Yeah. Like you're like, ha ha. This is a funny montage about how they're not friends anymore, and like. That um that Birds of Prey movie, the like Harley Quinn mm-hmm. Birds of Prey movie, really, really enjoyed that movie, except for the five minute Dark Knight of the Soul chunk where suddenly the movie is being very earnest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, remember. oh, no, yeah, I did not sign up for this. Um, and this movie doesn't doesn't ask that. That movie also has a good uh, final fight because it's the. The first one is wacky and zany, and then the other final fight, right before it starts, a car drives off a bridge and kills Ewan McGregor. Uh, That's like the thing would have been with the shoe, where in this, you know, if she had blasted him with the bazooka and he'd been like, you think I'd go down so easily? And then she just hucks a shoe at him and that kills him. Great. I would have I would have been thinking about it for for very very Indiana Jones. Yes. Yeah. Um, But that's not what happened. Uh, Yeah. Oh fuck! What were you saying? I had I had something I was grabbing onto. And oh, Bob I... Menendez had gold. No, nope, that wasn't it. Um, it was about this movie, and you like that they weren't asking you to suddenly care. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it it's a movie that knows what it is. It's taking care of itself. Um. Yeah, she she also said in in her book. I thought it was interesting. First of all, to to like try to promote this, they had her host SNL and Lauren Michaels just shipped her out of the show. What? She was supposed to be the host of SNL for their uh, Halloween episode, the year that yeah. this came out. And he didn't want to do it. And Brandon Tartikoff was like, well, I'm your boss and I'm saying you're going to do it. And that when guy, she showed man. up, they were like, um, OK, well, actually, you're co-hosting it with Dabney Coleman. And then they gave one by one, they like gave his her sketches to him. And, um, also, she tells a story in the book um, about that, that the week while she was at SNL, she went into Phil Hartman's office because they had been uh, Groundlings friends. And he mm-hmm. takes out this 
uh, ring box and is like, well, check this out. I want to show you this and shows her an engagement ring. And she's like, what's this about? And he was like, I'm going to ask Bryn to marry me. Um, and she was like, why don't you've already been divorced twice. Just like be friends with her, live with her. You don't have to get married. And he didn't talk to her for a year. She was right. Was right. <laughs> was very right. Yeah. Uh, tough, tough, right. tough, tough. That's a one. He, I was too young when he died to like truly appreciate like just how, just how you're just like how sense absolutely senseless that would have been of just being like wow you know absolutely no reason um and leave all this in um don't don't no leave leave don't everything leave it in, in. leave make everything it, make in. us sound good much like the end of you know, <sighs> mistress of the dark we're gonna pad out this final laser leave the rap leave the rap in yes. um and well, the rap <laughs> wasn't as bad as it the rap could, could have like, been when she was rapping i was like it's still like a sing-songy rap, so I'm not going to be bothered by this. You know, she had a lot of guests on her TV show, and uh, a lot of people who ended up being becoming notable comics, you know, they were L.A. improv people at the time, mostly. Um, one of them was Arsenio Hall, and he would come on and do a character from the uh, NAACP, but the NAACP stood for the Negroes Alliance Against Crappy Pictures. So he would... Okay, take that out also. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say is she talks about how in this in the book how it got bad reviews. This movie got bad reviews. It was not well received. It was well received in Europe. Like it got shown at the Venice Film Festival and Cannes and like she got awards and stuff, but got very bad reviews here. But people come up to her and tell her that they love it, especially women. But it sounds like in the same tone that they come up to um, Gina Davis and tell her that they love Earth Girls Are Easy, which <laughs> is a similar vibe where I, I've, I've spoken to Gina Davis about that because I love that movie. And mm -hmm. she, I was like, I love that movie. And she was like, thank you, me too. So many people come up to me and are like, this is crazy. But I actually like that movie. And I'm like, it, that's because it's a good movie. <laughs> and it seems like Cassandra Peterson gets some of that for this with a lot of people being like, I know I'm the only one in the universe, but that's, I actually like it. That's more surprising to me only because like earth girls are easy is so that movie creeped me out when I was, cause it that, was on, it was that on movie uh, bored into my brain and planted a worm. And that became my whole personality. Like I would stay up on the weekend uh, when I was like 13 and watch, there's this channel uh, showcase in Canada, which is like, that's where trailer bark boys uh, were on. Uh, that was the, the, it's, it's like basic cable, but the standards for what you can show in Canada on even just broadcast are a lot more relaxed, but on Friday and Saturday nights, they'd show like, you know, art films a lot. And I would stay up to try to see boobs and, <laughs> Sometimes they would play Earth Girls Are Easy or they play it on the sci-fi network. And it it the aliens in that, I found it so disturbing, the ideas of aliens being horny. I like couldn't handle it. And but so I get and I That get, is my romantic oh, ideal. Oh god. I get more being like Jeff I, Goldblum, but he can't talk but can play piano and is an alien who loves me enough to stay here silently. Yeah. 
that's it. Because that's it's like that is like a, a it's a comedy, but it's so weird. I get why people would be feel like they shouldn't like it. But like if you like Elvira, what the what the fuck would you expect other than this from an Elvira? Like, I feel like if you already like Elvira, why would you not like this Elvira movie? It seems like it pretty much gives you exactly what you'd want in the same way. I think a good comparison actually is Wayne's World. Uh, yeah. In that it it gives you what you would get from like the sketches, but also broadens it out a lot more into like crazier jokes. Yeah, but she's she is smart and powerful as a character, Elvira. Yeah. And that and a, a woman in a comedy starring in it being raunchy, smart and powerful, never degraded. Never once is she degraded. That never happens in comedies of that era. So it was really poorly received. People were like, what is this? You forgot to put the honking her boobs in. You <laughs> forgot to put the her being shamed in. It doesn't make sense to us. So it, I think there are a lot of people who are like, and it's mostly women, according to her, who are like, I did like it. It felt good to me. It was important to me, even though everybody in my life said I was crazy. And they really do. They hit that tone perfectly because of, of they accomplish that sort of perfectly because like everyone is constantly talking about her cans in this. Yeah, <laughs> including her. Yes. And and that is it's like uh, but they're not they're not talking about them like they're gross. Like that was I'm sorry, I interrupted a million. No, times. no. Um, uh, it It's, uh, you know, Power Girl, the like DC character. Mm hmm. Um, it this watching this, I was like, God, this feels like it's actually kind of accomplishing what the whole deal with Power Girl is supposed to be. As long as at least as long as she's not being drawn by like Frank Cho. Yeah, but like, like wasn't it mostly art based? The controversy yeah. with her, with her well, window, so the, right? It's supposed, yeah, but then it's supposed to be like a joke. Like that's how they kind of talk about it. Is they're like, yeah, she has gigantic boobs with like a window, and. It's supposed to be like a like ha ha, but she's but it it never you look at it and you're like, it just seems like you're horny. Like it just seems like you're horny and you're like, I don't know, I can slap a bit of a justification no. on this. But like even um even the sort of like I mean, there there aren't a lot of there's like kind of one shot from the all the teen boys POV when she's like fixing up her house and they're just like staring at her ass in those crazy pants. But even then, it doesn't feel it is like literally from the male gaze, yeah. but it doesn't less quote unquote male gaze. Well, and is that they don't of? seem yeah. predatory. They seem amazed. You know, it's not like, yeah. ah, we're going to get that. They're just like, whoa, whoa, wow. Yeah, Can we paint like, your house, lady? Which yeah. doesn't feel threatening. And it's, I, I you expect them to be like making noise like, I, 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 like their heads start <laughs> yeah. 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 Like they're trying to be, it, it's, uh, it like, her sex appeal, the effect her sex appeal has on them is try. It makes them more helpful. Like that's about yeah. as innocent as you can get and still yeah, be she, like, wow, she's doing something to him. Yeah. She's like um, using it to get her house fixed. Um, but I, I will say Tom Sawyer in that scene. There was a, the, Tom Sawyer. Yeah. The painting. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, or Huck Finn. Um, I, I don't know either. <laughs> 
I always got a weird feeling from those early Adam Sandler movies. The uh, your your uh, Billy Madison, Madison Happy Gilmore. yeah, all that. Um, that like, and and other movies kind of of the same genre. Mm-hmm. Um, that there would be sexy ladies that they wanted, but they also seemed disgusted by the women's bodies. Like women's bodies were a, 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 an object of lust, but also disgusting. Like, Mm -hmm. ew, you've got boobs that I want to touch, but gross. They're right there. And like, I don't feel that tone at all from, from this. And that is very refreshing. I, I do think by and large, Film comedy did not even really begin until like 2004. Um, <laughs> okay. Movie comedies uh, overwhelmingly are so shit <laughs> before the 2000. It's like. What? There are. Have you seen I, Airplane? I, yeah. Give me two more. Airplane don't 2. Don't say some Woody Allen shit. No. Who are you talking to? When would I ever have said that? That never would have been my answer. Anytime somebody's like, somebody in my life has been like, Manhattan's so funny. I'm like, stop it. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah, it's not as good as you remember. What? Yes, it is. I've watched that recently. I just didn't. I... (laughs) And what what bothered me is the part I thought was the funniest was easily the most offensive when Steve Martin is playing the uh, the idiot brother. Um, Earth just Girls. Couldn't... Oh, that is the best part. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when he's Finished. like hitting with the he's hitting him with the cane, he's like he can't feel it, and Steve Martin's eye he's like sobbing, <laughs> still has the look on his face. Yeah. See, funny. Um, and Earth Girls are easy, but I am a little annoyed like looking around at my DVDs and realizing, yes, everything I have is genre stuff. Uh, yeah, we've got Aristotle a note from Aristotle saying Wayne's yes, world. Wayne's world. Sure. Yes. I mean, I am, I am being hyperbolic, but I, I think that you hit, know, never. I, I, th- I think the idea of an average film comedy, uh, post, uh, 40 year old virgin is like way higher than it was prior well, to you're that. a real apatow head though so you're gonna think that <laughs> yeah that's me <laughs> yeah you've got that mr apatow license plate yeah when i uh yeah when i watch this is 40 i'm like this is just like my life i'm also a you, record executive i told you that's what <laughs> melissa rivers told us when i was working on yes. fashion police melissa rivers was like stop the presses you all have to see this is 40 it's about I, us and it is not during during lockdown, I made my friend uh, when we'd play like Jackbox games over Zoom. Uh, I made my friend Diego laugh multiple times by simply changing my background to the poster for funny people. It's just like the kind of thing where it's like th- there's something about those movies that now just kind of like some of them make me la- as they fly more and more into this territory where it's just like you can't be writing these things, man. You just like don't live the way people live and it, it just seeps right into these films. Yeah. Um, I never saw King of Staten Island though. It just, it's just not for me though. Well, that's, um, that's his era where he like just kind of put his name on stuff. Other people were mostly. I thought he directed that one. Did he? Cause he anyway. did the Amy Schumer one. Yeah. Um, he did indeed direct King of Staten Island. Oh, all right. uh, um, it, uh, yeah, I think it's a perfectly fine. It's also good um 
you know, it's it's like it's it's not it it's not obviously particularly scary. I think there are literally three jump scares in the whole thing. But uh I you know, it's like a twelve or thirteen year old, they'd be fine. I you know, people are so concerned it it's it, it, it is like it is like horny in the way teenagers like early teenagers are horny so i think they would understand stamp that in the on the box mr <laughs> yeah. and mrs america horny the way horny in the way that teenagers horny. are horny um yeah and that's here in my notes <laughs> and i do i think it is delightful um and just spooky enough and i want everybody to watch it I the only thing I did not get to is oh so two things one uh I do think this film is up until the end um when they all come around on her I do think this is an accurate portrayal of what a small town is like um and uh, where they just want to kill anything that is not normal named a- the it? town is named after Jerry Falwell I figured yeah. uh it's they're uh, small town sickos mm-hmm. they're all fucking sickos in those places <laughs> Uh, give me, give me, oh, oh, these deviants in the you city, know, if please. You, okay. If you can write small town sickos, it's a, it's a, it's an art house cult film smash. You got to do it. Uh, that would, um, I, I would uh, love to be your mink stole. Um, and the, my other, oh, so my other thing too, is this also just feels like this feels like a movie you watch on television. Like it makes sense. Like it, it, I guess I was saying it, it, it works to me. It seems ideal not not even the early in the month in your run of Halloween movies, but it, to me, it seems the most ideal as the first in three or more, just because this seems like the first movie they would show in a run of three or four movies on like Halloween or like and leading up. I'll add to that and say, and it's, it's joke dense enough, full of enough one liners that if you're, you're puttering around getting ready for a long halloween bash and you're not following the uh the plot that well you're still gonna be you're still gonna be it's delivering jokes that you're still gonna understand so it's fewer um uh lower lower rate of jokes than something like airplane airplane but i think a higher hit rate than something like airplane i think you need to rewatch airplane that's well airplane is just perfect they're just so many jokes. Oh, I'm not saying I would change anything about Airplane. I think the jokes that truly stink are a part of the an important part. I of don't the think experience. there are stinkers in it. Um, I stinker free. I would, I would say my ideal way because we watched this on Tubi because we're trying to do movies that are as accessible as possible. Mm-hmm. At least if you're in the, uh, I was gonna say continental, continental US. United States, but I don't think Alaska and Hawaii have different broadcast standards. Um. I do think watching this on Tubi is kind of a perfect way to watch it because it simulates the absolutely you, you watch it on any other free freebie, all those other ones, they show you where the commercial breaks are in the thing because they put them mm-hmm. in intentionally. Tubi, there is a no rhyme or reason to when you will be hit with these commercials. Now, this whole and, you've brought Tubi to the table for us. Mm-hmm. You have a real I've told Tubi. you multiple times. I have thought. I've thought in the past about making a a podcast just dedicated to TubiTV.com. Why I, is that? Because Tubi, I think Tubi, in terms of film preservation and in, and in terms of, I think artistically, Tubi is, of all of the streaming services, um, 
the 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 most important one because anybody can get on Tubi. I have to unless it's like hardcore pornography. Um, anyone can get on there, and I I do think now, I do think anyone who makes a movie just about it is worth them having somewhere you can see it. Mm-hmm. And my counterpoint to that, the the huge qualifier is. <laughs> Particularly horror movies, they I heard them say it on Red Letter Media once. It is free to shoot in the woods. And <laughs> on Tubi, there are so many films where it's either in the woods or just apartments made up. It's just like apartments and then like the office building that somebody involved working. Because like there's so no... this makes it sound to me like you... They do no plan. Those movies, I don't, especially the horror movies where they're just wandering around the woods. No, they haven't planned shots. Like if you're going to be in the woods, at least like scout the locations. They're just yeah, wandering this around. This makes it sound to me like you were one of those children who has stopped playing with his stuffed animals, but will not, does not want to give them away because they will be lonely and sad and they should have some place where they live. Even if they, no one wants these toys. They should have some place they belong and a home. Oh, for me, it's more you can't throw the toys out because somebody made this toy. Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, oh, okay. It, so it's not that it's imbued with a living. It's just it's, people. It's put the craft work of it. it. Okay. Yeah, I and I think it is worth like there is like a whole like Detroit film scene with all of it's like a like a black film scene in Detroit, just like turning these movies out <laughs> like i mean would i recommend the devil's advocate just a little bit i am Shoot. sure that there are people who have been involved with horror movies uh that were bad that were like oh well thank god that's buried nobody's gonna see that that weird thing we shot out in the desert oof yeah but and but that's another thing that's great about Tubi is that like you have to work so hard. You have to work so hard to find that kind of shit. And the people who are gonna work that hard to find it are you aren't just gonna be like, yo dumb. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's yeah, our I, I love Tubi and watching this on Tubi perfectly simulated watching a movie on four PM on a Saturday where a commercial would start and you'd be like, oh, Okay, you're gonna put the commercial break there? The way, I, who, who am I to stop you? The way I saw altered states. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As, a, as a child. Um forever changing how I would take baths. So so I'm gonna go ahead and say, because you mentioned it, I'm gonna go ahead and, and say, let's do audition. All right. Next. 1999's audition. I, believe, I don't know how to say. I believe you um, you asked me about it recently, and I said, and I said that I got it mixed up with boxing Helena, and you laughed at me. It's yes, <laughs> it's very funny because in a weird way I get it, but I also think that's one of the craziest things <laughs> anyone's ever, any craziest mix up anyone ever made. Um, so it's free on Tubi. This is also free on Tubi. I do. I've seen it. I do recommend watching this on a streaming service if you can without commercial breaks. Uh, Cause it is, whereas this movie is just like starts at this pace and then just like, just like maintains that same pace the whole way through. Uh, this movie is such a slow, yeah. truly a true slow burn. Yeah. We're not saying that anybody has to watch any of these things on Tubi. Uh, we just want to make sure that they are 
as easily available, especially in this landscape of streaming services, uh, raising their prices and being so weirdly divided. And so it's like, well, well, it's not on. I happen to to have invested my streaming dollars in Criterion, not Shudder. So blah, 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 you know, whatever. Yeah. And I yeah. And we in an email, Eliza mentioned it. Shudder is also getting worse, which is a bummer. Um, it because uh, uh, AMC is going broke, so they're ruining the thing uh, they have that everybody likes best. Um, if and if anybody has a, a recommendation, because what we're going to do, we're going to figure out the third one at some point, and then for the fourth and final one, uh, our email is angrylittlegoats at gmail.com. You can just email us. Maybe I'll put up a, a poll, but we don't even have like. Choices narrowed down. So maybe it's, I don't know, the first four uh, people send us, will that'll be the poll? Or if we get uh, multiples of any, that'll supersede what place we get it in. But uh, yeah, angry little goats at gmail.com. No, no underscores, no dots. Fuck that. I was there first. Well, actually, I right actually you know, if you put the dots in, it doesn't matter on Gmail. You could put them in, you could take them out. Gmail just yeah. pretends to care about the dots. I'm stunned to hear this. Uh, uh, my my uh, now wife, uh, my second wife, was the one who told me about that. I was truly I startled. You can just say wife. Thank you. Uh, my now wife. No, I don't um, I think both of those ways. really doesn't work. Kind of, yeah. They make it seem a little time sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and those parameters, well, wide open. We don't have a theme. Spooky. For the movies. Yes. I mean, but even, I guess this- This was I would spooky. Say, it wasn't scary, yeah, you know but it was spooky. Yes. Elvira, the, the vibes are spooky. Um, We're also going to have more criteria next time we listen um, and be a little bit more yeah, formal. We'll prepare a little bit. I prepared um, a bunch, but I was not formal. Uh, <clears throat> it, it's, you know, it's good if it's on one of the uh, free, free- services but whatever if we gotta fuck we'll figure it out we gotta just don't look don't recommend to live and die in la because one not a horror movie two you literally cannot watch that anywhere online other than the internet archive don't, uh, has and archive. and don't recommend something currently in theaters yeah no theater. um or currently no, no no current movies no at all like we're not going to send people to daily motion to watch that russell brand documentary even though it's it's pretty spooky yeah so yeah i'll give every and i'll give everybody a tip because i saw people here in this country being like where can i watch this literally anytime you're wondering where you can daily watch motion. something like that yes just type in the full title and then daily motion and it will come up um do we have are we gonna do you want like a cutoff date for movies no okay not like a year or anything got to be pre yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Like, just not current. Come okay. on. They know. Yeah. They know. You know. It's like uh, the Supreme Court and pornography. Uh, you, you, know when you, it, know you know it when you know it. When you see it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so what's, what, I don't know. I'll, I'll see you next time. Oh, yeah. What are we watching next time? <laughs> uh, audition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry. This is very late for me. It's almost nine o'clock and I am... Woo! Um, yeah, we're a lot, uh, we're a lot more worn down than the last oh, time. Oh boy! Look at the show. It yep. is. It is like a lot less caffeinated. 
it it is i remember you talking about when uh um uh wet hot american summer when they came made the prequel series for netflix and you were just like the way some of those people look is so jarring and i do feel like anybody who is coming back to this podcast uh will be i just i feel like we're just going to sound older i feel like okay. we're just going right. to sound okay i'm okay with sounding older but i may start taping my face just oh, people in case, can't in case we decide to screenshot something uh yes i i have not don't worry i haven't screenshotted anything i know a little behind the scenes i know you were not thrilled with uh your your appearance on uh doughboys hey i was okay with it it was the commenters on reddit that were like whoa <laughs> is this her mom she just, she looks bad i Look, was you- wearing sunscreen i had been picketing i was anyway i'm yeah. very i look bloated wet and pale like a wet ghost (laughs) like a waterlogged ghost i did not remember that they do video feeds but other than that it's lovely being on doughboys anytime and next time i do it you better believe it i will be full-on glamour shot all gown yes yeah like you're going to the wigs on wigs you're going to be wearing a chessboard a big chessboard Mm -hmm. i'm Um, gonna have stacked fake eyelashes yeah um Okay, yeah, we're going to watch Audition next. I don't even know when this is going up. I don't think we've picked a day. We don't have a theme song. It'll be the beginning um, of October. Okay, all right, great. I mean, not that this matters to the person listening. It's If they're listening to it, yeah. it's gone up. <laughs> Relax. I don't know. After an hour and 20 minutes, you know, I start to get self-conscious. Um, See you next time. Yep, goodbye. Angry little goats. We're watching movies now. We kind of broke our brains. So we're just watching movies now.